does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey We're back. Welcome to Full Metal Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Sam. Today, we'll be discussing Spider-Man Homecoming. It'll be a full metal review with lots of spoilers um, and lots of plot points talked about. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man, maybe go watch it and come back. Joining me today is the man that, uh, that everybody wants to listen to, who is deep, sexual, <laughs> sultry tones. Age, how are you, Age? Hey, Sammy. How you going? Yeah, good, dude. Good, good. So, I saw Spider-Man last night, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, and just up, up, I'll be up on Front Street with you. Six out of ten. Ooh. <laughs> um, I, all right, you know what? I got the impression from our initial text and whatnot on the uh, Viber, or sorry, the WhatsApp group chat that... Uh, you, you thought it was pretty good. So how about we start with the positivity and then I'll bring it home with the negativity train. <laughs> well, there wasn't a lot of negativity. I mean, it depends what you want to critique. They The comedy was pretty consistent throughout the movie. Some of it was hit and miss. Um, you know, I guess that's subjective. But mm. for the most part, the story was good. I, I, it was a lot of surprises. They didn't go over. They didn't rehash a lot of the old Spider-Man lore and they changed a little bit. Like they modified it, you know, with MJ being, you know, not actually Mary Jane, mm. a different lady or different name. Um, the Michael Keaton, or sorry, the Vulture being, uh, this is dad. Yeah. That, no, that was, actually, that, was a, that was a good twist I didn't see coming. Um, yeah, so for, for uh, just to give a, that a bit of context, um, so Spider-Man, Peter Parker, has, his love interest in this film is uh, a girl... I think she's a senior Liz. senior called Liz. Yeah. And when he's trying to fight the Vulture, he goes to pick up Liz. Not, sorry. So he's fighting the Vulture as the main villain in the movie. And during um, the movie, also there's a homecoming dance. So hence the title of the movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. And he goes to pick up Liz from, for the dance. Lost behold to him, Liz's dad is actually the Vulture. So that was a pretty, that, that scene was pretty cool. We used to see, see him freaking out um, mm, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Seeing uh, the vulture piece together that Peter Parker's Spider Man. Yeah, based on the evidence, it, when he was driving both of them to the senior dance or prom or whatever it was, and then he put two and two together and realized the, the situations that he was with Spider Man, mm. Peter Parker wasn't, you know, fulfilling his school obligations with his with his daughter. Exactly. So and it was. I think the the director did a really good job piecing that together, and the writing was good. Because it wasn't boring and it wasn't that predictable. Um, like it, it had that same storyline, like that had that linear path where it's like a bad guy. You know, there, there was a lot of cliches, but not painful. They weren't like, oh, here we go. Or, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. You know, it's... All right. I don't well, know. You felt otherwise on that? Uh, okay. Age and listeners, I'll, I'll share something with you. I'm, I'm 30, right? Mm. I've been through high school. Okay. <laughs> I, I just don't I fundamentally I just don't care about high school issues stories dramas anything that involves high school I find it very hard to engage or, or be mm. interested in 
So um, there's a Netflix series, yeah. which I assume everyone's heard of, called 13 Reasons Why. Um, and I, yeah, I, I yeah, just can't do it. Riverdale, I can't do it. I don't give a shit. Um, any high school teen drama, I just don't what care. What happened to you, Sam? What happened to <laughs> it's well it's I don't know so that's I find that the first half of the movie maybe not in the first half two thirds of this movie is a solid teen high school drama mm. um, and a lot of it revolves around high school common high school issues like oh I'm nervous I can't talk to girls um, the weirdo freak outcast rah 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 like what was that dude that in the 80s that made like Pretty in Pink and The Breakfast Club Oh yeah, no, John something, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That this is it's kind of like this. If this were he made a superhero movie, this would be it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, in that respect, is it is unique because we the first Spider Man with Tobey Maguire, the Sam Raimi one, that was kind of half set in high school, but Peter graduates halfway through the movie. Mm. Um, this is. This is he's a he's a junior, so I imagine we're going to get another one, a sequel, and he's still in high school. Yeah, um, don't yeah. give a fuck. I like the Peter Parker that can't pay the rent. He is a freelance photographer, just trying to make the bills, studying mm. at uni slash or trying to get a job, like um, in the Clone Saga, in the comic yeah. books. That's kind of well, not my peak interest in Spider Man, and this is so far from it. I just don't give a shit. Yeah, fair and enough. another thing, this movie. Did you get? Did you feel like this is like the United Benetton of actors? <laughs> and I, I, I'm not trying to. I, I, I'm all for yeah. um, equality and whatever. But do you think this is pretty like obvious that this is like trying to be uber progressive? To a degree, but I don't know. Like I, you had a white guy, you had a uh, Filipino, you had like it's just really it was just. Wow, this is a more a cultural yeah. melting pot of high school kids in well, Queens. Where's it placed? Queens. Initially. It is Queens. Yeah, yeah. well look, that's not a like, it could be an accurate representation. Could be, yeah. Of high school. Yeah. Like you know, this day and age. They've come a long way. I like that Childish Cambino Donald Glover well, being included in that movie too, considering he was up for the for the part. But I just thought it's interesting that they go to that extreme of like, oh, we've cast another, we've cast another white guy, Spider Man. But look, guys, mm-hmm. we're still diverse. Look at all yeah, these, yeah. <laughs> like all you these look at all like these minorities that we've got in this movie. So many minorities. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that, that's another interesting uh, little twist that Donald Glover is. So he's he plays a, a petty criminal in this movie. He's yeah. trying to buy yeah. a gun off of the Vultures crew. And the, the gun's obviously based on alien tech. Um, so in the Spider-Man comic books, there's an alt universe where Spider-Man is African-American guy, I think Morales Miles or something. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Donald Glover's character in this movie is that character's uncle. So yep. you could potentially get another Spider-Man um, spin-off or whatever, whether we have a dip, where Spider-Man isn't Peter Parker. Yeah, so. That- might yeah. be the next gen. Yeah. There might be three movies or four movies. We might get um, his, his nephew. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I like, I, I, there's elements of this movie that I liked. It is lighthearted and it is entertaining and the ac- mm. action sequences are pretty interesting. Um, mm. A lot of CGI though. Uh, mm. he, I did get disengaged in particular with the last, the, 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 the final fight between Vulture and Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but okay, let's maybe let's talk about some of the characters a bit more in depth. Uh, Michael Keaton. Um, 
What do you think of him as the villain? Yeah, he's good. He's got that face for it. I don't oh. know. He's aged well enough to be, you know, like, like a career criminal. Yeah. Do you reckon he has that psycho crazy eyes look in every yeah, scene? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. You oh, this, this Come on, let's get nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he does. I don't know. Like, he's just, he's come back in a big way and it's superb. The roles he, he's getting are mm. just, I don't know. I guess that's just a testament to his acting because he's just fitting in, into those parts really well. Um, I liked his, in particular, I liked um, his motives. So basically, mm. um, the Vulture became a bad guy because he was a contractor for the city of New York. And yeah. he, he, had a, he had a big contract with the city of New York to basically clean up the Avengers fight from the first Avengers movie. And he put all his money into getting this contract. So he bought trucks, equipment, put on a whole new crew, right? And then at the beginning of the movie, the, this new agency, government agency comes in and says, no, we're taking over. We're the Department of Damage Control. We will clean this up. You don't have the, that contract. It's now null and void. You're out of pocket for all those trucks and equipment. Mm-hmm. So essentially sending Michael Keaton bankrupt. Um, and that his motives are purely twisted into, um, I would say, half getting revenge in the sense that he's pissed off at Tony Stark um, setting up a government department that's taken away his business. And then the other half of his whole motives is to provide for his family and provide the best lifestyle he can for his family. So what he does is he steals this alien tech and he then has a guy in his crew that develops it into weapons and then he then sells the weapons to gangsters and terrorists who then, you know, profit his criminal empire. So, um, and he makes a point of saying that he lives off the scrap. So he doesn't go for big scores. He only goes for maybe one or two or three minor scores. Um, so I, I really like that as a motive, as a bad guy, who's more interested in not taking over the world or dominating the galaxy, but just... Just getting by. Yeah, getting by yeah. and providing for his family. I mean, yeah. that is, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he got quite rich out of it. Like, mm. his house was amazing, and, you know, like, to look after his family. It was, yeah, yeah very family-orientated. And um, I guess you know, at the same stage, it's like, well, when's enough enough, though, dude? Because yeah, yeah. You, you, you got a fucking nice house. Just, like, how about you stop giving <laughs> weapons of mass destruction to gangbangers, perhaps? Yeah, correct. Mm. I, know. I, was, I liked how they tied that in with the Avengers as well. Mm. Like, that was original in that sense. Like, yeah. they've, they've done a good job with creating uh, new original plot points and tying it into the universe. Did you did you like um, the design of the vulture? So the headset and like mm. the wings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was different. It wasn't as tacky as I um, as the the other costumes have been. Mm. Um, I mean, we didn't we haven't seen the vulture yet. I don't think apart Not from the mainstream. cartoon series. No. Yeah, yeah. So it, it didn't have feathers and shit. It was just like you know a little a well, little suit. Um, in the comics, it is actually like a green sort of jumpsuit slash leotard with like yeah. silver wings. Um, so it's not actually ex- kind of not really explained all that well, but, um, mm. so for the listeners in, in the movie, it's like a, he's wears like a flight leather jacket and, like and a then pilot's like, jacket. yeah. And then like yeah. a pilot's helmet, which has sort of some sort of sat nav and I don't know, GPS. Infrared. Yeah. Infrared. yeah. Um, and his wings are kind of like, uh, who's the guy in the Avengers? Oh shit. Um, oh, I know the one you're talking about. The, the one of. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, he just sticks around um, the Avengers headquarters. Ah, oh, dude, I'm so bad at details. Hold on, I gotta look this up because it's gonna piss me off. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. 
the um yeah but he just wears goggles yeah what's that. his name for fuck's sake yeah oh, oh god sorry uh give me a sec i'll edit i'll i can edit this out <laughs> jesus christ yeah, what is his name in the what is it <laughs> it's such so minor um uh, yeah. uh, he plays. I don't know. <laughs> give me a sec. It's not Black Widow. No, 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 no. Hey, that's, that's a cheat. Yeah. Um, oh god, damn it! What god damn? It. What is it, Hawk? Something? No, that's not Hawkeye. Um, oh, Eagle, oh, yeah. <laughs> Eagle dude. Eagle dude. Falcon? Is it Falcon? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Falcon. Okay, all yeah. right, Falcon. <gasps> that that was a long bird to pull. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of like an like a heavy metal version of Falcon. So his wings have like propellers. Um, yeah. And those are, those can cut, and they're also like uses blades so they can cut through stuff. Um, mm. And they're made from anamantium, so they're pretty much indestructible. So as a bad guy, um, he's really agile, but he doesn't have strength or anything. He's, he literally is just a human, but he mm. flies in and he can cut things and he can. Um, go to high altitude and stuff, and he he can breathe through the mask, so he can. It's kind of like a hybrid Falcon, hybrid Iron Man. Like if you had to do it on a budget, yeah. yeah. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, no, that definitely. Yeah, it's just throwing it all together. Um, yeah, it's done a pretty good job. You know, obviously it's not real. I, mean, I don't know what the claws are, are made from. Probably the same material. Oh, we thought that so, was pretty yeah. good too. That was a nice touch. Mm. Yeah, um, I reckon. Pa- and what about the um, his sidekick or the 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 sub yeah the shocker. the shocker i didn't know the shocker was gonna be it yeah i know like um what is he is something gonna have to happen to him to become the shocker well i get the impression so from the amazing was it the amazing spider-man 2 with um our mate garfield and emma stone there was a shocker, oh, yeah, yeah. jamie fox jamie fox jamie fox was a shocker yeah yeah so in that version he's um I think he has some experiment. I, I didn't watch that movie. I don't care about that movie. So I don't know. No, yeah. who, who knows? <laughs> in this one, it's, uh, again, alien tech that he can use to then give electric, like electrocute people and, and, and push people away. Yeah. Um, I like, I like that guy. I thought he was pretty cool. Mm, no, they did a good job. Well, I, I originally thought the guy that was, um, using that was Tom Hardy. It looked oh, like he had that. Weird. Oh, it's the it's his doppelganger, isn't it? Because that guy was yeah. in, in um, Prometheus, and I thought, wait, Tom Hardy's not in Prometheus. What's that? Oh, yeah. I look up the actor's name. He looks exactly like Tom Hardy. He's the American yeah. version of uh, Tom Hardy. He's a I thought, freak. Because I, I heard rumors that Tom Hardy was going to be Venom, mm. and um, I go, oh, is this how they're going to tie in Venom? And then when he died in the movie, I'm like, oh, okay, so it's not him. And um, the other guy just picked up his equipment and said, all right, I'll take over from here. I'm the show. Yeah. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. Um, Logan Marshall Green. Okay. he. If you're on, uh, listening, if you uh, Google image search Logan Marshall Green and put it against Tom Hardy, you fundamentally get the same person. Yeah. With a beard, especially. Jesus. <laughs> it's fuck. That was crazy, eh? So, um, so he's the original Shocker, and then he um, goes against the Vulture's will. So then a vulture just kills him, and then... Um, Accidentally. I don't think he meant to kill him. Well, he had a gun. He chose the wrong gun and whatever. Yeah. And that's a bit of a yeah. comedy thing. And then um, Bokeem Woodbine, um, he's the dude from... Oh, he's been in heaps of shit. Um, he always plays that weirdo bad guy. So he was, yeah. uh, I don't know, dead presidents. He's in straps. He's in The Rock. 
Um, yeah. Poor. What else is in lately? I haven't recognised him. This is the the guy that's good, that was shocker. Yeah. Um, okay. Just trying to think of something re- like recently. Um, well, I don't know. Well, anyway, you can YouTube. No, but yeah, he's like a he's a pretty big uh, big great actor. So he he takes over the shocker, and yeah, I liked him. I, and the good thing about it is, none of the bad guys die in this in the movie, so they can possibly return for the sequel. Yeah. 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 Well, then you've got even. Um, in the prison, in the uh, can we can we spoil this? In the yeah, oh, scene it's full metal. So yes, we spoils ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I forgot the character's name, but he eventually becomes Scorpion. Oh, does that guy become Scorpion? Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, oh, okay. Um, so I, I know. I recognize the character because he's in uh, Better Call Saul. He plays Nacho in Better Call Saul, but I've forgotten his the actor's name. Oh, the yeah. Michael Mando. Is it Michael, Michael Mando? Yeah. Oh, right. It's got, I thought he was Mexican or like at least Spanish or something. Yeah, he's uh, well, he's actually Canadian according to Wikipedia. Wow, he's <laughs> a great actor. He's <laughs> from yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a there's a deal that goes wrong whereby um, so Vulture's crew is trying to sell Michael Mando some equipment on that ferry, and then the FBI come and rah rah rah. Michael Mando gets caught and his arm gets broken. Um, so his face gets messed up as well. He's got like yeah. a bloodshot eye, like a permanent bloodshot eye. <laughs> <laughs> so if he becomes a scorpion, you can then you can say Spider-Man created a, a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that uh, tends to happen in superhero movies. Yeah, that's true too. Hey, that's a, that is a big cliche that the superhero creates the villain. Yeah, uh, well, it's just twisted logic. Well, then from a- that would imply that because the Vulture doesn't die even though his whole thing blows up and he falls from the sky and it's a pretty big explosion, so I don't understand how he doesn't die. But he mm. doesn't die, so that implies he survives to make the Scorpion tech? Uh, potentially. I mean, look, he's still protecting Spider-Man because he didn't disclose yep. his identity. So I think he's still loyal to him for saving his life. Oh, uh, yeah, I okay. I don't well, know if he would have Scorpion. Yeah, and, that, and that's another thing I didn't buy. So the Vulture says... Um, because you saved my daughter, I you, you've got one with me. I won't kill you. Drop it. Mm. You let me sell my let me sell my guns and uh, no harm, no foul. But then Spider Man can't because it's wrong. So he goes to fight the Vulture. But I don't understand what I guess because he he saves the Vulture's life. That's why he doesn't reveal who Spider Man is. Is that right? Yeah, I'd say so. Look, mm. he did. He dragged him out of the fire. And again, you're right on that explosion. I'm pretty sure that would have at least like blown his legs off or something even if he was protected by the wingsuit that's what i that's what i don't get like i know in a sense a comic book movie but the guy has wings strapped to his back that are literally strapped to his back and they explode he's literally Mm. skin on the explosion how is he not shredded into millions of tiny pieces yeah well unless well you saw how he connected himself to the plane uh in that was an anti-gravity gun or something Oh, high altitude anti gravity gun. So to use that, he had, the wingsuit had to like seal itself to the plane. Mm. Um, so I guess from that point of view, he could protect himself, but I, he couldn't wrap his whole body into it. He had to he had to have something to go against. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I I just think if that close to an explosion, you, you're dead. Yeah, I know. It's a bit unrealistic. But be, let's be honest, the whole the whole movie's unrealistic. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, those are two main villains. So, um, and 
yeah, so that I reckon they get the ticks for me. They get ticks because they're again not like conventional Marvel movie villains. Where um, I guess in Marvel in this like not in the Assemble movies, so like not Avengers, but when you get to like the individual movies, the villains are never all that sort of um, like in particular the Iron Man movies and the Captain American movies. Or the first, the first one, Winter, so- the first one, and Winter Soldier. They're more about like they just want to achieve their own sort of personal goals. If you mm. know what I mean. Yeah. So like the villains in the Iron Man movies just wanted to beat Tony Stark because he a Tony Stark either did something wrong against them, or b um, they want to be the best scientists or whatever. Yeah. So that I mean, so the the villain motives they they seem to nail a unique slash uh, different perspective every time. But when they go to like Civil War and the Avenger movies, then it becomes a bit, yeah. Um, well, all right. Yeah, so. look, I see where you're coming from. Like the motivation is different, I think, for all the, all the characters. But yeah, th- that can be a little bit cliche a lot of the time. Like it's, they're just jaded or yeah. it's through competition or jealousy. It's, yeah, I know. There's not much that they can do to, to work off that. Like to make someone evil or at least conflicted doesn't take a lot. Nah. Well, the thing is, I guess, because Spider-Man has always had the best villains. So the mm. best rogues gallery, I guess you call it. So he's always had the most um, diverse range and interesting um, and unique villains to face. And yeah. a lot of those villains have been so good that they've actually spilled over into other books. So like Kingpin is in the Daredevil book. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas the only other, like, the Avengers have never had like a bona fide villain. Uh, well, in the, I'm talking the comic books, right? The X-Men yeah. have with the Magneto and maybe some of the other minor X-Men, but Spider-Man, Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery, you could put that up against Batman's Rogue Gallery. Um, yeah. Batman would probably still win, but a lot of them are, pre- are like are pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see Morbius in um, the next movie. I don't think it'll happen, but the vampire Morbius. Yeah, that would be sick. Vampires in a movie. Oh my god, that's crazy. Look, well, you know, it's just a bad experiment or whatever he does. Yeah. But you know, I guess it's too again cliche. He's already a scientist. He's trying to he's trying an experiment and then he turns into a villain. You know, I guess it's been done over and over again. They might have to tie it in another way. Um mm. but I'd like to see him you know, just something a little bit different. Um uh, or those evolutions of Spider-Man, where he's... Uh, Age. Yeah. Just, just pause it. For, we just have to hold on for a sec. My missus is coming home. Um, yeah. So she's going to make noise when she slams the door and stuff. So i just got to tell her to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, hold on. Hold on. I'll be back in one sec. Just, yeah. Do you remember where you are? And then just, like, give right. me one... We'll give two blanks, like, two seconds, and then you jump straight back into it. And then I can, that way I can edit it. Hold on, just give me one sec.
Fucking probably had the garage door open up too for fuck's sake. All right. Um, all right. So give it. Okay. So just give us like two good seconds, and then just jump in about what you're talking about. All right. Oh shit. <laughs> I can't remember what point it was at. <laughs> something about multiple Spider-Mans or something. Yeah. 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 That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was, I guess, hoping to see when he when he's deformed when he's. Um, Condition starts affecting him. He starts mutating. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, to become a spider, you know, like it's not agreeing with him to a, in a sense because you know he can't just have all the good things about being a spider. He's got to have the bad things. But oh yeah, shit! I think what? that should be that should be addressed. <laughs> I like Age Gone for the Avant Grant villains, the the, the David yeah. Lynch villains. I want him to end up being a, like a big spider, or at least seeking some sort of cure. And then maybe that could feed off into Morbius, like the guy that he approaches to transform him back to a human or fight against his condition, you know, leads to Morbius trying to help him and then becoming affected by something and then turning in that way. I don't know. They could, they could work it in some way. Um, cool. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Um, there's a couple of heaps actually that I'd like to see. Uh, like to see um, probably... Hmm... Vulture was a good one. I didn't mind that. Um, we had we've had Doc Doc. We've had uh, what's that other Hobgoblin. guy? Um, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, bloody. Well, obviously Venom's a big one. Um, Shocker! I don't want to see Shocker again. No, I don't want to see Shocker again. What's the time? Um, I was going to say something cool like um, Mysterio. Is Mysterio too trippy for Spider-Man though? Like, are people going to be losing track during the movie? Like, what's real? What isn't? What's mm. a hallucination? What isn't? Won't that fuck with people a lot? Well, that's what I like. That's a trip. Well, it'd be good. I just hope it's not too convoluted or, or too confusing for people because sometimes audiences can be stupid. What was it? Uh, like someone like um fuck like I don't know someone cool like Craven the Hunter maybe. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't like Rhino. See Rhino the Paul Giamatti Rhino that put me way off. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> casting choice. I yeah. don't know why they would. He looks a little bit like a Rhino. That doesn't mean he can be the Rhino. <laughs> for God's sakes. Oh, shit. Um, he's a character. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I watch mm. Billions, and he's really good in that. But for God's sakes, he's not the he's not a villain in a superhero movie. Ah, oh, yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. Maybe I assume that at some stage. So what's happened is that the um, Marvel actually made this movie, but so Sony distributed it. But I'm yeah. pretty sure they've only had the agreement for one movie. So I'm not sure if they're yeah. going to do the next one. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure, because I know Spider-Man is not going to, or they say Spider-Man is not going to be appearing in the Venom movie. 
Okay. So I'm not sure if how these two universes will be linked um, or if they just come to another agreement to have Spider-Man um, in the Marvel Universe and then perhaps just a, like a Venom universe, a competing Venom, Venom universe where Venom's actually yeah. the good guy. Uh, potentially. I know that I think Carnage is supposed to be the villain in the next mm. movie. Mm. Um, I, I think they're renegotiating now. They're probably going to wait till the box office figures are in to mm. truly gauge how successful the movie was. Mm. Uh, I know our Australian box office figures are really favourable. Well, I think it was about three, three million or, or more in the opening weekend, yeah. which is pretty good. Beat Wonder Woman, um, which is surprising already. Well, well I was going to say um, that... Uh um, I think it's going to be projected 100 million, but this movie is going to be the, the biggest grossing, or will be the highest grossing Spider-Man movie. So uh, it just sure. goes to show that if you have um, a decent sort of uh, plot and decent, good casting, and you don't mm. come up with the same contrived bullshit like Sony have for the past yeah. five Spider-Man movies, whatever, yeah. you, you you actually do people don't get sick of characters. <laughs> I just find, yeah, well, you know what I mean? Sony fucked up Fantastic Four as well, didn't they? Uh, that's Fox. Fox, sorry. Yeah, well, still, you get studios that don't know what they're doing and they fucking ruin a franchise. So, yeah, I think they made the right choice agreeing with Marvel to, to take it on. Mm. And, um, it, and there's plenty of, like, that's what I didn't get, right? So, Sony made a good move in buying Spider-Man movie rights because, yeah. obviously, when Marvel was on its knees and about to go bankrupt, they had to make sell rights to make like Stanley was going around selling these rights to, to mm. keep the comic book and company afloat, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then he, no one would see how these took off. And they, uh, to, to Sony's credit, the, the first two Spider-Man films are really cool, like they're really, mm. really um, engaging. And then the third one, um, obviously, just had too much crammed in. Yeah, but too much CGI too. I think too, too many, too much CGI as yeah. well. Um, and I thought, but I thought they had good elements in that third Spider-Man film. Um, mm. I did like the the Sandman, and I thought, oh yeah, that would have been yeah. probably a better move just to have the one villain as opposed to the five that they had, whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, and I thought, okay, well, whatever. You, you made your trilogy, that's fine. And then they rebooted it three years later or whatever with um, mm. the Amazing Spider-Man, um, and those were just absolute tripe dog shit. And I yeah. understand a lot of people put a lot of work into them, but you just made vanilla Spider-Man, generic Spider-Man. Mm. And it's quite clear that if you don't have an understanding of these characters and where they come from, you're not going to put forward a good movie. So, like, why not just go, look, let's just outsource the production and just get the, you know, pay for it and <laughs> then just yeah. get the profits. Yeah. Like, to me, that yeah. makes sense. No, it does, especially with a you know tried and tested studio that have done it and yeah. smashed it out of the park that many times. Like you're going to make money, and, and I think they catered it more to kids as well. Yeah, like it is, yeah. it is a very, it's not watered down. It's just kid friendly. Mm. This movie, so they they're looking at merchandise. They're going to make a lot of money out of this movie. Probably not even from the box office takings. All the other, I don't know what they call that. If that income from merchandise, uh, well, they're going to make an absolute fortune because that usually ends up making them more money than the movie anyway. Well, that's that's what I mean, right? So Sony gets all that because I think they get. The movie rights. So, if it's anything to relate to the movie, they get mm. the cut, a taste, right? But here's here's the thing. So, Sony haven't made a good movie in fucking ages. Seriously, yeah. they don't make a lot of blockbuster movies. Like the blocks, if you look past five years, ever since mm. um, Disney bought Marvel, 
The box office has been dominated by um, Disney movies. So that includes Marvel and their own movies. Um, yeah. Universal's animation movies and Universal's um, like the Fast and Furious. And then mm-hmm. maybe Warner Brothers might chip in a couple movies in the top 10. Sony doesn't make blockbuster movies. So if anything, that's I remember reading a, a, a report... Um, I think it was The Economist, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a financial review. I can't remember. And, mm. and the Sony, they were considering, um, like, they, they were at crossroads as to what to do with this company because this company, the, the, the film studio, was losing so much money that it's actually affecting the other business units and the other business units were underperforming as well. So they had seen a flat line. So it's like, you can see... They're not. They don't have a proven track record of making hits. Well, not in the last five whatever years. Yeah, so no, I'd agree with that. It take, it's just like it's just common sense that you know you're not good at it. Just retain the rights, outsource it to whoever is good, and then make more money. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, they <laughs> watched uh, Seinfeld as well. Yeah, yeah, they still do. Yes. Yeah, that that's a big cash cow for them. Um, yeah. they got the they got the rights rights to because it's Columbia. So Sony Pictures is Columbia, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. But like I think it all started to go a bit south for them when they did the what's that movie the um, the interview or whatever with uh, Seth Rogen and oh yeah. okay yeah 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 the North Korean yeah one. yeah because I had yeah. the hacks and it just showed how this how like all those hacks and all the execs all yeah, the emails all the, yeah all the dumb shit they'll say yeah. um all right so that I mean so what do you think about um sort of Robert Downey Jr.'s involvement and how this kind of linked into the greater um, sort of uh, uh, I think it was universe. necessary. I think it was definitely necessary for the movie. Mm. Uh, I needed to, to have his pulling power in there. Just to maybe get... I know that probably got me there to see the movie, knowing mm. that Iron Man or Robert Downey Jr. was, was going to be in there. Because mm. uh, then I thought it was just going to be another rehash of the, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man you know, the origin story and all that crap. I thought they were going to go that way. And I think they might have if Robert Downey Jr.'s character wasn't in there. Or if um, Iron Man wasn't in there. Well, so he basically says as a role as like a mentor. So he, he gives I'm uh, Superman, uh, Superman, Spider-Man his suit, which has mm. like all these additional abilities. It's almost like a fabric version of the Iron Man suit, right? Yeah. But um, the thing... I really, you just mentioned about the origin story. This isn't a really conventional origin story. It's they have a one sentence what happens, and it's like a half passing sentence, like a half like yeah. a passing comment. I was bitten by a spider, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> so know. That was good. Well, they they tried to tie it in because I, I, some people are ill informed. Like I guess audience members might be going there expecting to know what happened or see their take on it, and they're just mm. going to go, "No, well, this is every origin story ends up with him getting bitten." Or, you know, it's, there's not much else they could do with it. So that it had to sort of be included at some point. I don't know. Was there any other pet peeves you have with the movie? Uh, pet peeves with the movie. Battle sequences with the Vulture are all CGI fests. And like all Marvel movies, over that, um, to be honest with you. Uh, I get I, I, Maybe as I get older, the less tolerance I have for those sort of things. So it, it never used to bother me all that much. But I get really like disengaged with a film when I'm watching just a very obvious CGI piece of characters just fighting in a green screen. 
Does that make sense? It is, but I mean, isn't it necessary? Like, they have to have it in the movie. So, like, I know what you're saying, but then how about you just fucking dial down a notch and come up with a better action sequence that doesn't involve so much fucking computer animation? So what am I watching, a video game or a movie? Mm. Well, the thing is, if they're doing it all on cables, like, it, it looks shocking. Like, it looks really, really bad now. Like, people, people are used to CGI to the point that actual live-action fighting is just looks shit. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Well, okay. So I'll throw back to um, Mad Max Fury Road, right? And mm. that has CGI in it, no dramas. Mapped out. So the action sequences are done um, first and foremost. And then they touch it up with CGI around the edges. So when Mad Max is and Furiosa are jumping around the car, or the, the truck, sorry, and they're fighting the villains, they literally are jumping around the cars and trucks fighting the villains. It's not... Um, it's it and it's filmed in a way where it says an adrenaline and it's rush, whereas this is, uh, it's a Spider-Man movie. You know it's going to end up okay. The CGI is just, it's it's literally you're watching a video game because and that's another thing because I play a lot of video games. The graphics of the video games, and now the graphics of the movies, they're kind of they're not on the same level, but they're catching up, right? So. Yeah. It's like I'm watching a cut screen. A cut screen, like it's. I don't know. I just lose interest. I fade out, and um, I. And the other thing is, I'm conditioned with these films that, are, like, the villain always wins. Uh, sorry, the hero always wins. Particularly with these Marvel films, that like, the hero always wins. So I know at the end of the day, Spider-Man's not going to die, and I know that Spider-Man is always going to defeat the villain, and it's just a matter of how it's played out, and did I enjoy it? Did you enjoy the way that story was told? So. Yeah, like you just knew that. Like I'm towards the end, I was like, yeah, I just I was actually kind of just get it over with. Well, I think with that line is they can't. I think because it's nearly a kids movie, they can't kill Spider Man because (laughs) all these children leaving the cinema crying. Like they can't do it. I, I know what you mean. You want to see something different, but they. They're trying to cater for such a large audience. It's so generic. Yes. That they can't. They can't make it niche. They did it with Deadpool, and that was a success. Sorry, with what? That was, they, they didn't give a shit with Deadpool. Oh, like, Deadpool. They, just went, yeah. they went their own way, and they you know, they smashed it. They did really well. But they can't do it with all their movies. Uh, look, I get that, but I'm going to say is you obviously don't want to kill Spider-Man. Maybe that was, that was probably a flippant <laughs> comment, but what I mean is... Um, Maybe have Spider-Man take the L, like, you know what I mean? Have a, have a loss. And then the ending is, ends on a sour note, but then have a cut screen of him learning from that loss and then like a one-minute thing of him, I don't know. Like a montage. Or him, of him like continuing the fight, perhaps. So it's not about... Yeah. Um, so he, he couldn't save the day, but he's getting better and he's learning his powers and he will in future. This one is just like everything's wrapped up in a neat little bow. Fucking, he, he defeats the vulture, but he doesn't kind of because the vulture, his suit malfunctions and he saves the vulture. So it, it, it literally, and it's kind of weird because you see a seven-year-old man punching a 14-year-old kid. So, it's, so that's a bit intense. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, good point. Yeah, good. and then it's like, oh, okay. Then the vulture doesn't die because even though there's an explosion that's literally centimeters from his head, he doesn't die. And even though there's a fall from fucking, I don't know, how many miles up in the air, he's not paralyzed. Um, he's still alive. Um, the family, his, his daughter, Liz, and his wife are moving to Oregon, so they're obviously distressed. 
and there's a little cut screen showing how blah blah. It's like fuck off. <laughs> like I could have, I could have, I, I reckon a good exit point for me would have been um, right after the ferry scene when, um, yeah, it would have been good when Tony Stark tells him you're nothing. If you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have the suit. That would have been a perfect exit point for me because the last. 20 minutes of the film is just redundant. Mm. You know what's going to happen. All right, Spider-Man's going to figure well, out a way. Yeah, yeah that's predictable. But That's, well, I, I that's why I gave this film a six. It's, it's, it's predictable, okay? People say, oh, this is the best Spider-Man film ever. But, but we've gotten five of these fucking things, and mm. they've all ended the same way. So, yeah, okay, we'll get it. It's a, it's a well-made film. It's entertaining largely in parts. That's it. Shelve it. Well, Move on I, to the next one. The thing is, I mean, this probably leads to a, to a broader question, but are the writers given enough time to create a, an original script? No. Like, I, I was reading that the writers for this movie, they had three days to pitch it. Jesus so, Christ. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, they've got to fill in the gaps pretty quickly. Uh, their influence were The Breakfast Club, like you were saying, <laughs> super bad. Really? Are you, are you shooting yeah. me? No, seriously. They go the touchstone for the high school movie. Uh, with films like The Breakfast Club, and there was a sort of archetype of Superbad that they used between uh, Spider-Man, like Peter Parker and his best mate. Mm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, look, that again, it's a broader question for the industry because that, I don't know if they're given enough time to actually fill in the gaps. I think they did a pretty good job considering, if this is true, three days to pitch that movie. They did a really good job just well, connecting it all up to the MCU. That's the problem because these things are, like... So, these things are corporate, like corporations, and they have set timelines. So, Kevin Feige has we have to release X amount of films, and these are the, the dates and months we have to release it, right? Mm. Yeah. So it's like, obviously, not going to get enough time to create a good film or the film they want, but it's also mandated as to the parameters of those of each of those films because each of these films are in part a trailer to the next film, and that then all connects up to the story of the overarching story of the Marvel universe, right? Mm. So you're just never going to get. Uh, was Spider-Man uh, a surprise? Was he always supposed to be in that MCU? No. So he, how long? How late in the the game did he? Did that agreement come in? Do you think? Uh, well, Captain America: Civil War, whatever it was, Captain America: Civil War. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, yeah. So his appearance came in there. So they may have agreed this. What two years ago? Well, no, probably more. Probably about three or four. I think. Okay, but the, the, my, my point is though um, that I think we're going to be coming to a point where um, these movies are one away. Like they Marvel release a mediocre film, and then you see yeah. okay, the next film will be good, but then you get maybe another mediocre film, and then but because you're getting two a year, it's. It's gonna get. I think it's going to reach a point where where something's got to give, right? Because every film they've released has been a hit. I mean, some have been bigger than others. Like Ant Man wasn't was a modest hit. Um, I think mm. Doctor Strange was a, a modest hit. Um, yeah. But I mean, don't don't you think like we're going to reach a threshold where people will just go, all right, that's interesting. All right, let's maybe not watch five superhero movies a year. The way things are going, the appetite is still there. I don't, I don't know. I can't see it diminishing anytime soon. They're, I was reading an article on, on why they are so successful. 
it's not so much that I think people are sick of traditional movies. Our attention span is getting worse, so we need that <laughs> action. I'm pretty sure that they've, they've dumped it down to that. Like yeah. we we got we're pretty impatient, so we're not really looking at uh, plot points, and you know, we're not willing to sit there for three hours if we're not getting constant action or you know, like with Lord of the Rings, those full feature length movies that are like you know, pretty considerable. I don't know. I don't think we could do that now. I don't think people are going to put up with it. Mm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like most of the Tarantino movies are flopping now, and that's all dialogue. We just don't like a lot of dialogue in the movies anymore. We need action, and I, I think that's why superhero movies are. Right. What percentage do you think of that movie was action? Okay, so what percentage of that film was action? I would say blah 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 blah. Probably thirty minutes. So that's a two-hour movie. I don't know. Do the math. It's it's not a lot. It's a lot of um. Oh, maybe not thirty minutes. Maybe maybe a bit more. Maybe 35, 40 minutes. At least you had the boat scene. You had the final fight. Yeah, but that final fight wasn't action. That's my point. It is literally the. I you know like fast pace. No dialogue. Let's just there go was dialogue. Stuff. So yeah. when he when he goes to that the the, the, the vultures lair and the vultures explaining his last story. There's a two-minute action mm. sequence where he gets stuck stuck under rocks, and then mm. he follows the vulture to the plane. But the vulture's just going through the plane, and it's just him on the plane going, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Uh, it, it's not action. Like there's no actual action because you can't. Like I said before, it's hard to show a 14-year-old kid or a 15-year-old kid, as he says in the film, against mm. a father, and a father's beating the shit out of a kid. It doesn't make sense for that to happen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Like that. Yeah, I know. In this day and age, yes. <laughs> I'm surprised there isn't more backlash for something like that. Oh, fucking... But, I don't know. It's... it's I, 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 look, I'm sounding like I'm shitting on this film like I hate it. I don't hate it. It's like, it's like I said, a 6 out of 10. It's, it, it's, it's, it's Marvel, so it's a high-quality film in terms of production, in terms of the story, I mean, the dialogue, and the, and the who's cast. They did a phenomenal job of casting. Mm. But if you're looking for, I still don't think I. Maybe I should take this back. I, in terms of Spider-Man story, I think the best Spider-Man story is Spider-Man, still Spider-Man Two, when he's when he's facing off against Doc Ock. Hmm. I think that's more of a traditional um, Spider-Man. Well, not it fits into the lore a bit better, doesn't it? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so that that makes sense for a die-hard Spider-Man fan. You're gonna pay for that movie. I, I understand that. Well, because again, because I when I read these, I used to read a lot of Spider-Man books, and I stopped uh, after Clone, whatever the fucking Clone Saga was, how that was got resolved. Um, yeah. I can't remember what year it was, but I don't know. I just don't relate to High School Spider-Man as I would. Um, I'm not that nostalgic for my youth. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. I prefer stories of the um, of the washed, like the guy that's washed up, and it's the comeback story. You know what I mean? I like that a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the guy that was good, but now he's just a piece of shit, and now he's got, he's got to find a way to get that hunger. And there's like Rocky Four or Rocky Three. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, Rocky Six. I don't care yeah. about the prime. I like the after prime. He's got to get back to those glory years. Yeah, well, all right, okay, I can understand that. I don't know if we'll ever hit that with this franchise. Probably <laughs> no. not. Can you imagine like an eighty-year-old Tony Stark, and he's just an alcoholic, and he's just like everyone has left him, and he's bitter. He's going for one last ride as Iron Man. That'd be amazing. Well, that, that tends to happen nearly in every Iron Man story. He's just not old yet. <laughs> like, he fucks over everybody around him. And then yeah, there's like a redemption arc 
in all of those Iron yes. Man movies. Nail on so, the head. Redemption yeah. arc. That's what I like. It's, um, I don't know. if I don't know how many more movies Robert Downey Jr. is going to do. Mm-hmm. It's going to hit a limit at some point. Was so he's just going to go, yeah, I'm sick of that. I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, I don't know when that is. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I just think I was really amped for this movie. I don't know why I had such high expectations. But then when I, when I saw it, I was, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, think, that's, I think that's your first problem, having high expectations. Mm. It would have been good to have would have been good to have Rob on this episode because he would have been like, "Told you, told you, shit, told you." Well, we're gonna wait and see what he says. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we'll get his feedback in the next one. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll get it because it will be interesting. I don't. He can't automatically have a shitty disposition to the movie just because it's Marvel. No, nah, well, actually, yeah. he could. He yeah. Could. No, that's what yeah. I mean. You know how he is. He's. It's. Yeah. it's it, he. It, he doesn't really like the superhero stuff. So if he doesn't like it, it's it's another step for him to get engaged and enjoy it. I think the Death Star. Uh, Lego thing might might be its saving grace. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be some relatability there. Yeah. Um, I like yeah. the Captain America touch. I forgot to mention that mm. uh, with the, those educational videos that he keeps bringing into the, no, yeah. the movie. Do you remember yeah. seeing those? Yeah. And I had um, that comedian. He was played the uh, coach Hannibal. Hannibal Barrett, I think his name. Yeah. Fuck. He was so good. He was actually really good. Um, that's what, yeah. the, actually I actually didn't like. Like that's what it probably gives this a seek is that the comedic elements in this film are pretty funny. Like, yeah, they're pretty funny. And that's what I mean. It's like, uh, I'm going to look up that director's name, the fucking guy, the director of a uh, breakfast club. Cause I, it's pissing me off now. <laughs> Ugh, what's his name? Oh, anyway, Bre- breakfast, breakfast club. This is really like the most annoying episode to listen to. Quality's average, and we don't know anything. We have no, we have no. Um, oh, sorry. We're not a database of directors. Oh, no. oh, John Hughes. There you go. John Hughes. Okay. Yeah. I reckon. Okay. So for me, this is what for me. This is why um, I would say I, I didn't enjoy this movie because I, I went with my wife, right? And my wife, um, she loves John Hughes movies and like Breakfast Club, Pretty, Pretty in Pink, um, yeah. whatever. You know those, you know, the iconic eighties teen angst. Being a teenager. What's that other one? Something Candles? It's not Midnight Candles. 16 Candles. candles. Did he do that as well? Yeah, he did all those. Okay. Yeah. Um, So he, like, my my missus loves those films, right? Mm -hmm. And she really liked this Spider-Man film because she didn't want to go, but then when she came with me, she's like, oh, I really enjoyed that. So I I put that down to the fact that there's a lot of that bullshit (laughs) in this. So you don't like it because your wife liked it? Well, no, no, because my wife loves those types of movies, right? So, um... John Hughes right. directed Ferris Bueller's Day, Day Ferris Bueller's Day um, off, right? Mm. That makes a fucking cameo in this film. Yeah, when he's running through the back, all those um, backyards, and you see Ferris Bueller's Day off, and this is a direct homage to that. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just meh, meh. Yeah, look, there are a few Easter eggs. I mean, I, I think someone else spotted another movie that was an influence. Ah, uh, shit, I can't remember. I was reading up on it. I think it was a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, sorry. Going back to I didn't point with the Captain America things. Yeah, there was a line in there that it, it just set me off. Where it just um, there's, there's nothing cooler than following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Something in there. I'm like, oh, this is great. And um, at the end as well, the cutscene, um, which I'm probably ruining it for everyone. I'm not going to quote it. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it was was pretty clever. They tied it in really well uh, at the end of the movie because it's. 
you know, you've got to wait and see. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it. But, um, oh, I say for the end one. Tell me. I, I, I saw the one, the post-credits with, when he's in jail, when Vulture's in jail and he's talking Yeah, yeah. What was no, the other movie, it's, cap, it's one of those cutscenes from Captain America. Like, he's, he's doing one of those promotional videos. Okay. Or educational. I don't know what they're called anyway. Apparently, the influence for that was, um, I think it was John F. Kennedy used to do them in uh, for high schools in the, when was he president? 70s? Yeah, summer, 60s? 60s, whatever, yeah. Yeah, um, and it was that was a direct influence for Captain America's version. Um, so yeah, at the end, it's just one of those. But he talks about um, how you know it's funny. Oh, sorry, how you should stay, stick around. Um, I can't remember. I don't want to quote it because I'm going to ruin it. And it's just worth seeing because it's pretty funny. It, it ties into the movie really well. So hmm. yeah, it's worth staying back for. Cool. Well, all right. Well, um, all right. There's probably one other thing I want to talk about. So, the uh, the ending where he goes, um, where where so he defeats the vulture, and then Tony Stark's really impressed, and then he offers he takes him to the new facility upstate, upstate New York, and he's like Tony Stark's like we want you on the, the Avengers team. Here's your new suit. It does everything. It's amazing. Um, you know, blow your load over it. And then yeah. the amazing spot. There's, sorry. And then Peter Parker goes, "Nah, I don't want this. I, I still want to learn um, and be your neighborhood Spider-Man and, and figure this sort of out before I join the Avengers full time." Yeah. And that actually that got, that gave me a little stiffy because, um, in the in the comic books, right? Spider-Man is the is Marvel's number one A one title, right? Premium title, mm. and the Avengers uh, is like seriously like. D grade title. He will used to be D grade title. Yeah. And maybe I'm just an old man now, but it, 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 I enjoy seeing Spider Man not being part of the Avengers. Just for that yeah, reason. Yeah. I was like, dude, you're better than the Avengers. Don't be the Avengers. <laughs> it could have been, um, that may have been at Sony's request, just yeah. in case. Well, yeah, I think, so. or I, I honestly think that's the reason why, because they haven't figured out the next movie. So if, yeah. so Infinity War, I think, which is, I think, is the next. Marvel is the next Avengers movie. Yeah, and I I don't think he will be in it. He might be in it, but he he he. It's they have to keep their options open. They can't bookend it, or they can't write themselves into a corner where he is an Avenger. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that pretty much probably a hundred percent of the reason mm-hmm. that they had to do that. He turned his back on him. Well, he didn't turn his back. I think the door's still open. But mm. yeah, it, it helps with contractual disputes. I'm sure <laughs> for both studios. Oh, so it, yeah, otherwise the Avengers will Marvel will be just will have to throw more money at Sony if they put themselves and if they dug a hole for themselves, saying, mm. "Oh yeah, but he said he was going to be in the next movie, or he's part of the Avengers mm. now." Mm. They can't do that. No. So, um, okay, so uh, what we got coming up next is Thor. See, that's what I mean. Jesus Christ, we've got more of these movies to come this year. We're not even done. We got we got Justice mm-hmm. League and we got Thor. Yeah. Um, so Thor Ragnarok. Um, are you going to go see Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely see it. Mm. Are you, you going to see it, or I don't know? The Hulk is probably what's doing it for me, and yeah, Jeff same. Goldblum. Jeff yeah. Goldblum as well. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. So that looks interesting. I mean, that looks like it could be a different movie. I mean, the CGI in the trailer looks a bit shit with the Gladiator mm. arena. That looked pretty, but I guess that wasn't done yet. But it looks pretty shit. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I think I'll definitely see that, and I'll definitely see Justice League. But I mm-hmm. gotta say, I got a bit of a hangover now with these movies, where I'm at a point where 
I'm kind of if I wasn't doing the pod, I probably wouldn't want to. I probably wouldn't make the effort to see him. Well, do you think there's an arrogance now coming out of these studios? They think that that oh, <laughs> not to follow, follow a particular formula, they're just going to be successful irregardless because everyone's going to want to see it, even if they think it's going to be shit. Well, for Marvel, is definitely there's a, there is templates. I think they definitely do right to a template. Um, mm. And I think with Marvel, um, if you look at their if you look at their their hit, like every movie they made has pretty much been a hit. You could argue that the Hulk, the one with um, what's his name, the Incredible Hulk with, uh, with Ed Norton. yeah, Ed, yeah, with Ed, that was probably that wasn't really that well received. But every film, every film they've made has been a hit. So you yeah. could argue that you, we could see why they'd be arrogant though, because that's what they do. They make. I hits. think Marvel has more of a right to be arrogant, whereas DC doesn't, and they're at least, oh, except with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman may artificially inflate. The revenue that Justice League gets because of that, because that's how it was. Yeah, um, that will feed into Justice League because she's in it, obviously. But I don't know. That may not be the movie. Might end up being good. You know, I could be getting ahead of myself, but yeah, they're still going to make a shit ton of money, and right. they're probably not going to learn from that if it is shit. Here's, 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 here's my point. here's my problem. All right, and this is this is my this is like Sam's rant box episode. So God bless you for listening. God bless you for being part of this age. But. <laughs> These movies are now movies by committee, right? So Kevin Feigl runs a writer's room or an overarched story, like a, a, a panel that controls the story. They then go hire writers and go hire directors that will then make their film but set to the parameters set by the story group, okay? So what you're, in a sense, you're getting is a film designed by a committee. And they've hit, they've got the machine working so well that the template will generate a profit or so the, the template whatever doesn't matter what movie it is it will generate a profit bingo okay mm-hmm. that's really good business and that's probably good for safe filmmaking where you get you're guaranteed to be entertained and you can watch a movie for two hours two and a half hours and, and go out of it and instantly forget about it so rob's got a point where he says these movies are just throwaway movies because you walk out and you forget about it what Warner Brothers used to do, and I'm not, and they've kind of gone to this template model now, where they've got they've hired the head of the um, DC Comics to be sort of the the, the, the Kevin Feige role. But what Warner yeah. Brothers used to do is let the director have complete creative control and produce the director's interpretation of those characters. So out of that, you got Tim Burton's Batman, Joel Joel Schumacher's Batman, good, and I'm yeah. saying for good or bad, for good or worse, but that's what you got. But then you also got um, Christopher Nolan's Batman, The Dark Knight. So my point is, yes, under that model, I like that model a lot more because under that model you do get, maybe you get some stinkers, but if you hire a good director that has, he understands the character, you're going to get some pure gems like The Dark Knight. You want that flexibility because then, yeah, you you want a bit of creative freedom uh, with the directors. Well, that's that's the reason. I mean, Ben Affleck left the Batman project. Mm. Um, you know, it's happening. It's rife now in the industry. Like the Star Wars directors as well. Oh, dude. Like, I think Star Wars. Okay, so Star Wars is now going down a similar route. So you have um, Kathleen Kennedy. So she's the head of Lucasfilm, and then she has, I guess, her story group. Um, yeah. And you can see that they're kind of doing that sort of same thing, where where they want to get a stage where they can put out two star two Star Wars movies a, a year. Mm-hmm. And then just have them be safe movies where they go and where they just generate profit because at the end of the day, 
That's what all these companies care about, well, in particular yeah. Disney, right? Yeah. And you, Rogue One, I didn't. So it came out the Rogue One, I forget his name, something Edwards perhaps. He mm. got. They had the final cut of that film and it was too heavy, too dark. So then they hired in another director to do the reshoots and then re edit the film. Mm. And because the original director played ball, he got to keep the, the, the director okay. name yeah. and he's all happy families. And then obviously, when they fired these guys off of the Han Solo films because they mm. wouldn't play ball, it's like. What are you doing? Are you letting the directors direct and have their interpretation of the story slash characters, or you you just want to play it safe? And yeah, I, like what, what's the point of the director if you yeah. if you're just going to get rid of him because you don't like what he's doing? Like well, to make competent a film, that's what it comes down to. Do, are the, do the shots look good and does it flow like a competent film? And that's what the point of director is. So mm. I would say, I look. Uh, We'll save the Star Wars stuff. Maybe we'll save the Star Wars stuff for another. Yeah, that could be another conversation. That's another but, conversation which I'm pretty passionate about. Mm. But if you look at George Lucas, he made um, so he made pretty three or well, two iconic films in Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back with mm. a story, and and he let he hired a director for Empire Strikes Back and a pretty decent film, Return of the Jedi. Not the best, but not the worst. Pretty decent film. Mm. Um, but with the prequels. He swung for the fences and he missed, right? That's that's what happened. He struck out. Yeah, okay, hundred percent. And he got caught to a lot of shit because he struck out. But his, I think, that's what you get with a guy, a director who he has control. Is that you get strikes like out of the ballpark strike, like uh, sorry, hits home run, yeah. home run. That's the term I'm looking for. Thank you. Sorry. And but then you also strike out because if you look at um, like, I mean, I guess Steven Spielberg is probably the exception. He's made iconic films and he's also struck out. Uh, he, mm. No one makes certified hits all the time, but obviously these these Marvel, uh, Marvel Studios and Disney in particular are so paranoid about profits and their margins and their share price and then obviously opening up theme parks and selling merchandise um, that they have to play it safe. So they're like bunting every... Sim- like they're just purely putting the bat out and getting yeah, it first. Yeah. yeah. And... I think you're happy to see these movies get on first and sometimes they make a home run, but it will get to a point where um, I, I, I think it'll get to a point where it gets, cause the market kind of saturated. All markets mature. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. Every market matures and then there'll be a downturn. Yeah. Where well, that happens, I don't know. Well, we've seen it twice, haven't we? Ant-Man and Deadpool now, Deadpool 2, changing directors. Mm. So it's still happening in Marvel as well, which is mm. disappointing because I thought they were setting the standard where, you know, they'll give the directors artistic freedom mm. and I'd let them do their thing, still fulfill, still follow a template, but still have their, their touch to it. And I don't know, when you hear stuff like that, it's a little bit disappointing. You just think they're going to have some watered down bullshit by the end of it or that they have to follow all these rules and appease all these people. Mm-hmm. They, they're not really doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, yeah, I don't know. It's it's irritating, but I mean that's t- again that's that's showing how good these directors are that are producing the movies that have been released now that are really successful. They've still followed a template and made it an incredible movie. So uh, well, it could be even better if they. It could have been even better if they just. I don't. I would argue that this isn't an incredible movie. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not not just Spider Man, for example. Like they're doing pretty well with what they've got. Mm. Let's go with that. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, like I said, this universe has got another 
um, another one more film this year, and then um, in Thor Ragnarok. Then I think in early March is um, what's his name? Black Panther. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for that? Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. I don't know if I'll see it. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know too much about the Ooh, Black Panther. Racist. Oh, God. <laughs> not driven by race. No, man. I would have liked to see Donald Glover to be, to be Spider-Man, to be honest. Um, he's well, a good actor. He's a good actor. But I think he's whoever they – they obviously will go down that route. Well, I mean, again, so because they don't own the rights to their premier titles, Marvel will have to push the trash characters. And they've done a great yeah. job in getting people interested in Avengers because let's be honest, and even Guardians of the Galaxy – those two books sucked, and I don't care if I can get backlash on it, but they did. Uh, uh, nobody used to ring. Nobody, nobody gave a fuck about the Avengers. It's always about the X Men and Spider Man. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, we're in um, presently phase three of Marvel's release schedule, and then next year we go to the I don't know phase four. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, well, I, well, yeah, final phase, I guess. But if they're going to Infinity War, it's part one and two. Yeah. Are they going to spread across years? Or? When do they come? When does Infinity War come out? Does it come out next year? I thought it's next year. Infinity yeah. Part one, anyway. Mm. So maybe Black Panther's this year. No, it's next year. Black Panther's in March. I'm pretty sure. Definitely March. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure. It's going to have to tie in pretty quick. Well, I guess they have to have it all happen within a reasonable reasonably short amount of time because people are going to forget the lead up to infinity war. If it takes two years to get there, people may, you know, not remember. They don't want to go over it in infinity war. They just want to sort of hit the ground running. I'm mm. sure. Well, that's what I mean. So I, and I actually thank God that this wasn't another origin story. I can't stand origin stories. But, yeah, um, oh, it, it questions the intelligence of the audience as well. Yeah. Like, no, we've seen this twice in the past, like, 10 years. We don't want to see this again. Oh, sorry. Black Panther comes out in fucking February. Jesus Christ. So, so Thor comes out in November, and then not even, like, like three months later, you're going to get Black, Black Panther. Panther. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, then, and then Avengers come out in May. Fuck, that's close. Yeah. And then time. July, we're going to have Ant-Man sequel. Fuck. Jesus That'll feed in from uh, the Avengers. And then October's Venom, that Venom movie Sony's making. Bloody hell. Fuck me in the face. That's what I mean. This, this is getting intense now. This is getting intense now. You're gonna get, it's going to get to a stage where there's one superhero movie every eight weeks or every six weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. DC yeah, especially well. between the two, between DC and Marvel, yeah. Hmm. Bloody hell. I, 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 yeah. Look, like I said, if I wasn't doing this pod, I probably wouldn't make the effort to see Justice League, given how bad Batman v Superman is. And I probably mm. wouldn't make the effort to see Thor Ragnarok in the cinema. I'd probably wait to um, avail for digital download or um, Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Because I still haven't seen Doctor but, Strange yet. No, I'm the same. I haven't seen that movie yet. I'll, I'll probably see it on the plane yeah. going away next month, so I'll probably see that on the yeah, plane. Exactly. So I haven't seen that, and um, what other? There's a couple of other Marvel ones that I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen. I've seen bits of the first Thor one. I haven't seen the Thor sequel. Um, oh, I yeah, Thor sequel's not too bad. Okay, I haven't seen the first Captain America. Yeah, I, I waited until I international travel as well. I saw one and two on the plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, worth it. Um, I haven't seen. Uh. I saw... No, I did see Iron Man 3. 
Maybe I haven't seen Iron Man 2. I was surprised. I was looking at the figures, the box office takings for Australia. Yeah, Iron Man is one of the most successful movies. The first one? Just specific. No, all three. It mm-hmm. gets better and better. Every movie. It's the, it's the charisma of um, Robert Downey. Yeah, Robert, yeah. 100%. Has to be. It's incredible. I think I think Spider-Man, uh, Iron Man 3, I think, did nearly as good, or if not better than The Avengers. No shit. Yeah, it was it's pretty good. Look. Oh, so, he is that franchise. He is. He, he's practically Marvel. He, like, I mean, he could write a blank check. Just give me a billion dollars for me to appear in the next three films. 100%. Mm. He's, no, he's, he's good. All right, guys. That's it for this week. Um, God bless you for uh, for persisting. Age, are you on Twitter yet? Not yet, mate. No. Sorry. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Let's get hashtag age better Mike. Age get better Mike. <laughs> Let's get that trending. Um, maybe we can do a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter for Age to to drop that fifty dollars on, on a better mic. Um, you can find us at uh, on Twitter. Um, we're at uh, at fmmrpod. That's at fmmrpod. So Full Metal Movie Reviews Pod on Twitter. Uh, SoundCloud is how you get these things. Um, thanks for listening and Age. Until next week.